are we gonna see a red wave tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Monday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Stratus IP studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let cyber attacks or outdated business technology put your company at risk. Go get your one-on-one free business uh, business technology consultation, that is, today over at briannicholshow.com forward slash Stratus IP, Stratus IP Business Technology Simplified. Folks, thank you for joining us today. Looking forward to digging into, yes, the midterm elections. We're seeing state elections. We're seeing federal elections across the United States uh, right now. Right, It's seemingly going to be a red wave, and uh, we're excited to dig into that. We have a returning guest joining us to discuss all that and more. But first, before we talk about a red wave, well, what about the idea of maybe a gold wave? Is that possible? Okay, well, maybe if it's not necessarily possible, it is still something that is being discussed up in Illinois, and that is where we have uh, one of our sponsors joining us today, and that is Scott Schluter for uh, for governor up in Illinois. Now, folks, if you are uh, up in Illinois, please go ahead on your ballot and check out Scott Schluter. He is an air Air Force veteran, diesel mechanic, and longtime libertarian activist running with his running mate, John Phillips, who are two mechanics running to fix the broken state of Illinois. Scott wants to bring the principles of individual liberty and responsibility to Illinois governance with the message of compassion and cooperation. If you're Illinois, in Illinois, that is, vote for Scott Schluter, November 8th, 2022, tomorrow, my goodness, right? around the corner. All right, folks. So uh, yeah, I mentioned uh, we have a returning guest onto the show today, helping me break down what's going to be happening here in these elections. Returning to the program, Magdalene Rose, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Great to have you back. I know we've been having a couple technical issues here with some uh, connectivity. So fair warning to the audience, we're going to make it work though. Magdalene, you've been busy. What's been going on in your world since you were last on the program? Well, since I was last on the program, I've been doing debate prep services for candidates across the country. So this election cycle, I've been really plugged in on what voters want to know in town halls and forums and interviews. And one thing I've seen is that there is really a focus on local issues. So with some candidates that I'm working with in Oregon, people, voters are really holding politicians or potential politicians accountable in asking them, how are you going to solve our local issues? Because they have no faith that they're going to be solved at the federal level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, when we've been hearing this with all of our different candidates we've had in the program from local, state, and heck, even some uh, federal candidates as well. But there has been a resurgence to, you mentioned it, the local, the the return to people wanting to see politics responding to them, actually listening to them, and, and their politicians actually having to go and earn their votes. And this seems like the first election I've seen in recent memory. It seems like a lot of politicians are out there actually getting a lot of folks excited to go to the polls. And that hasn't really seemed to be the case in recent years. And it seems like right now, a lot of that momentum, Magdalene, is on the GOP side. And in particular, there's two races I know you want to focus on uh, being you're in PA right now. Uh, but also, there's an interesting microcosm of a red wave possibly taking place in a very, very blue state like New York. So let's start with PA and uh, talk about the U.S. Senate race. We have 
John Fetterman, current lieutenant governor, and then uh, Mehmet Oz, celebrity TV show talk host, now uh, politician, hoping to be the next U.S. senator from Pennsylvania. So talk to us, Magdalene. What is it about the Pennsylvania race that has you so interested? Well, it's the fact that John Fetterman, if he had not had a stroke and was physically level he has been in the past, if that was the case, he would be the person ready to win. There would be no question about him winning. And instead, we've gotten to the situation where Dr. Oz, somebody who has no political experience outside of being involved on a fundraiser level and being active with Trump, is beginning to eclipse John Fetterman. And real turn point in this race was the debate. And as someone in Pennsylvania, I can tell you the day after that debate, you saw more Oz signs and more talk about the positives of Oz on local television than you had seen for the months prior. The Republican primary to get the Republican nominee for Senate in Pennsylvania was bloody. It was nasty. It was contentious. And there was a real question of whether or not Oz was even going to win it. After he won it, there was an idea with everyone was going to it didn't really happen stage. It fascinates me about whether or not Oz will be able to pull out the end of this race and eclipse Fetterman because Fetterman has such a hometown advantage. We lost you for a little bit there, Morgan, but we, uh, Magdalene, but we got mostly uh, the, the the message there. That was good. Um, but hey, no, I, I definitely hear you. There is the hometown advantage that I think people have been kind of waiting to see. Is it going to come out? There was a new ad that was just done with uh, Fetterman. I don't know if you saw this, pretending to be Mean Joe Green from back at the Steelers. And it was yeah. just so cringy. I understand that he's trying to play to that hometown feel. But the guy, I mean, he he, he is a shell of his former self. and And that's... Truly, I mean, like yeah. from a human really standpoint, is. that's awful. It's sad. Like to see somebody who is, is quite obviously still dealing with the aftermath effects of a stroke. Yeah, it, it, it makes one on an empathetic level feel for the guy. But that's like, well, you have the opportunity to, to not do this. And actually, he still yeah. ran despite being uh, in a primary back in May. I don't know, Magdalene. I think uh, Pennsylvania is going to be a very interesting state to watch, especially with someone like Mehmet Oz, who, I mean, goodness, he's not even a great like Republican by any stretch of the imagination. No, he's, but he's not. No, he, and he can still win, though. And, and I guess I look at the GOP. What? Why didn't we go with a, a more, I guess, libertarian, conservative candidate over Mehmet Oz? Well, because Trump endorsed Mehmet Oz, and really that's what mm. it came down to. And while Trump doesn't win over all voters in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. He definitely has a foothold here. And one of the things a lot of people have been questioning, and I've been questioning this as well, is if John Fetterman were to win this seat, there is not going to be the effort there has been so far to, to make John Fetterman comfortable and to help him along with the closed captioning and the assistance and the slowing down of conversations. That's not going to happen on the Senate floor. Mitch McConnell is not going to pull punches, and he shouldn't, because if you are running for U.S. Senate and the voters find you fit to serve an office, you have to be able to keep up. So there is a question of amongst Democrats in Pennsylvania whether or not it's worth it to send John Fetterman to the Senate when they know that Mitch McConnell and even fellow Democrats are not going to hold his hand in the way that Pennsylvania Democrats and the political spectrum have held his hand during this entire race. All right, Magdalene. Well, let's uh, turn things up to a little bit north of the border, and that is up in New York. Now, anybody who is familiar with New York politics, I'll start things off. It's gross. New York politics is one of the most corrupt, backwards political systems in the entire United States, and the success of the state, or lack thereof, speaks to that. And you saw Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul take over the reins of one 
Governor Andrew Cuomo, who took the reins of his father, Mario Cuomo. So now we've had, you know, decades and decades of Cuomos and, and more or less Democratic politicos who have been pushed into positions of power. Now, Kathy Hochul, much like her predecessor, was having no issues whatsoever in masking your children, asking you to send your kids to school with masks over their face while she and other adults could go ahead and not have masks on, despite the fact that all the science before the pandemic about masking said that masks really were ineffective in trying to stop a respiratory virus. Am I allowed to say that now, Magda? Don't want to get canceled for speaking what folks are now acknowledging is common sense epidemiological fact. And yet here we are, we spent two and a half years promoting this nonsense with folks like Kathy Hochul leading the charge up in New York. Well, surprise, surprise, now we have a, a situation where the GOP candidate in deep blue, and I say deep, deep blue, yeah. New York State, the GOP candidate in Lee Zeldin is actually fighting uh, towards winning this seat in, in the recent polls, not just showing him within the margin of error, but I think in the most recent poll, Magdalene, correct if I'm wrong, he's actually leading. Is that correct? He has been leading. And what's interesting about Lee Zeldin is that he's running against a woman who's never been elected to the office she's holding. And that's always so dangerous. In my opinion, when you are a governor or senator, anyone, and you've been appointed, or you, you're the person who's resigned, like in the case of Cuomo, you should really be a quiet politician because the voters have not entrusted you this position. You are there. And Kathy is out front. She does not have rankings. And that is something she has not either even tried to fix. So Lee Zeldin has come in as this sort of quiet candidate and really started to eclipse her campaign and make Republicans, independents and Democrats within New York remember that New York has problems outside of just the federal issues everyone likes to talk about to get lots of clicks. Andrew Cuomo had kept the focus so much on federal issues and his fights with Trump that so many New Yorkers had not had the time or even the, the ability to think about the fact that New York is in real danger of becoming a city that's unlivable, especially when it comes to crimes. So Lee strategy of making New York politics locally is paying off for him. In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. And New York, so for folks who are unfamiliar with New York politics, I think it's important to give them a little context, right? So New York State, uh, imagine New York, it looks like a giant boot, right? So pretty much where like the heel of the boot would be, that's New York City, right? Long Island, New York City. And beyond that area, outside of that area in New York, you go to the entire rest of the boot, everywhere else, excluding a few cities here and there, is is actually very red, but because the, the population density in the greater New York City and surrounding suburbs is so intense and so deep blue, it always swings the state that direction. So all it really took and all it really we needed in New York was kind of this, and you mentioned Lee Zeldin being squishy, but like it, it, it is this kind of George Pataki-like state, right? The Republicans in New York, they're not your your libertarian conservative, you know, rah-rah folk like we're used to. However, 
there there was such an energy right now because of the response to not just what Kathy Hochul has been doing, but also just across the board, the Democrats locally in New York State who reacted so insanely with the COVID policies across the board. And I think that that's going to be the, the, the also that sweeping reason why so many folks are motivated to go out and not just vote in this election, but actively vote out those people who do brought on this harm. We have folks like Kathy Hochul. We have uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer up in Michigan. We have, uh, goodness, we have senators across the United States who are facing uh, re-election in the Democratic camp who are are now facing uphill battles like Mark Kelly down in Arizona, or you go up, or in Arizona, yeah, Arizona, or you go up to New Hampshire. Uh, Maggie Hassan, who many thought was going to be a really safe seat, now in the swing uh, red to Don Boldak. So you're seeing consistently... I mean, heck, Doug Mastriano in in PA, that one blew me away that he's even, you know, putting up a really big fight against Josh Shapiro. So, Magdalene, I mean, the local politics approach, and this is something we've been Mm -hmm. focusing on here at the Brian Nichols Show, it wins because then you can meet people where they're at on the issues they care about and show that you there's a tangible way to address those issues versus what folks are so used to, the politician coming in, shaking hands, kissing a few babies, telling you that they're going to save the world and end world poverty and hunger, and then you never hear from them again, oh, wait, until it is the next election. Now, folks are seeing there might actually be a path forward. They are, and I think that comes down to Americans becoming quite cynical. They know Mm. that no one is going to change the world. They know that we're in deep problems when it comes to Ukraine, specifically because of our now economic tie to Ukraine, how much support we've given them. They know that their states are struggling, that there's a a supply chain crisis, that there was a gas crisis. I don't believe that Joe Biden solved that crisis, but it's dissipated a bit. So America vote. They're kind of they're they're angry, but they have this that is going on and it's something Democrats have not been able to deal with because Democrats are these big picture hope people. You know, it's the vote for change mentality of Barack Obama. It's the Jimmy Carter. Everything will be fine idea. And American voters are going to the party that embraces them and really embraces the Mm. cynicism that they've had, which is that Joe Biden is not delivering. And even the local leaders in the Democrat level and even some Republican levels, they are so entrenched in D.C. politics. They're unable to fix local problems. You can't have a direct hard run against crime because. There we go. We lost, we, yeah, we lost internet for a second. There we go, Magdalene. No worries. Um, yep. No, so, and we, we actually, I didn't hear much of what your response there at the end. Could you repeat the yeah. last bit there? Yeah. So one of the problems Democrats have had is that on a local level or statewide level, they can't solve problems because the federal level is going to come down on them, even just in a media war. So a Democrat, you know, mayor or governor in New York cannot attack the issue of crime and fix it because the Joe Biden administration is going to hit them through their Secretary and in the media, what they're doing is racist or not in with Joe Biden. So Joe Party could Joe Biden people has prohibited Democrats from making their own states better. And now you're seeing Republicans, independent and moderate voters, run to the Republican side because they have a belief that at least Republicans do not have to be adherent to the Joe Biden philosophy of governance right now. There we go. We caught it that time. All right, Magdalene. Well, hey, that's the the context we wanted to get. And frankly, we're seeing right now a lot of other folks, they are having the conversation. Hey, you know what? Um, I think uh, I, I've never voted Republican before, but I think we're going to do it. I'm hearing this conversation across the board from friends. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, frankly, they were like, I, I always thought rah, rah and Democrats. And now all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I'm probably going to vote for Lee Zeldin. I'm like, what? Really? Okay. <laughs> like, a great do, turnaround. Do your thing, right? Like, I'm all about it. But um, I guess at the end of the day, too, it requires us to actually see this turn into something, right? And and this is, yeah. a, I guess, a message to Republicans now. You can't you can't mess this up. Like, no, don't it, mess this up. Right? Like, it, and it requires to actually go through, follow through on what you say you're going to do. And if you don't, understand what's going to happen. Like, what's the consequence to you not following through? It's it's the Democrats taking back control. It's four, two, two to four more years of this insanity. And and frankly, I don't know if America can stick it up for that. Now, I don't want to go into the, the whole, you know, this is the most important election of our lifetime rhetoric. But again, it does feel pretty darn important right now, especially with yeah. what we all just watched happen for two and a half years. I like, if you had told me, in 2010, just like, like, let's go back 12 years, 12 long years ago, that in under 20, 30 years or so, I would be able to see a time when the government would be able to arbitrarily determine who was and was not determined to be an essential and non-essential employee, or who is determined to have employment status based on the vaccination, uh, vaccination status for a virus that we knew nothing about in the vaccine. It was a brand new experimental vaccine on a technology that had never been tested in humans. If you had told me that, I, I would have said, where are you submitting this script for a movie to Hollywood? Because that's a really good script. And we all just live through it, Magdalene. So I say that because, yeah, I, you know what? I used to think that the most important election of our lifetime rhetoric was getting old and kind of boring and you know didn't feel real. But now it kind of feels real. Now it's like, yeah, no, I lived it. That's why I moved from Philadelphia because I saw the ramifications, how bad things were. So where do you think things are going to end up? Do you think Republicans are actually going to take this if they do end up winning on Tuesday and carry the, the torch forward and actually have some success electorally, but also turn that into political and uh, policy success from a state, local and fingers crossed federal level as well? Well, I think if they win the Senate, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion about them winning the House. They're going to win the House. But if they win the Senate, they will be in charge of the House, the Senate, and the Supreme Court. So that's a massive amount of power. The reality is they're probably not going to get any bills. They're not going to get legislation signed into law. That's not what they need to do. What they need to do is stop check on Joe Biden's power. They need to be out front condemning most of the things he do, he does that do not align with party platform or really with common sense. So the American people are not expecting Republicans to get legislation through. They're, they're expecting Republicans to be the policing of the Joe Biden administration. That's a good position to be in because Republicans are very good at opposition and keeping Democrats sort of down in terms of getting their policies through. Mitch McConnell is very good at that. He's able to make sure that Democrats don't have cohesive voting blocks that they're not able to get through massive pack legislation that isn't read. So when Mitch McConnell aside from that, I would look at the Republican governors that win. Those are going to be the seats that have major power. Them being able to sign in legislation or pardon people or stop massive federal laws from being enacted within their states when they have the purview to do so. That's what voters are voting for. They're voting to stop Democrat governors that have been restrictive in their state, controlling in their state, and used COVID to have over the last few years. All right, Magdalene, I think the voters here at the Brian Nichols Show, at least, they're they're on board. They hear it and uh, they see it every single day. They go out. Things are more expensive. Things don't get into the grocery cart as much as they used to. 
gas tank. It's costing a lot more than it used to back in the old days. So yeah, a lot of folks are looking to uh, get some change. And uh, it's funny because I remember back when I was younger, that was the rhetoric of the Democrats, hope, change, all that fun stuff. So uh, with that being said, thank you for joining us. And uh, I see you might be having some technical issues here. Uh, you never know. Technology's fun. I sell it, but I can't seem to get it to work well. Um, so hopefully Magdalene's still here with us. Um, but otherwise, with that being said, uh, my final thoughts for today, folks. Uh, yeah, there you are, Magdalene. You were glitching in and out, so we're glad you're still there. Um, so my final thoughts for today, voters, you can't complain if you don't go out and vote. I know that sounds really yeah. like, okay, old man yells at cloud, <laughs> but like, truly, stop the whole, like, you know, si- uh, silence is <laughs> violence and voting is is impeding on, on people. Like, go out and actually vote. Like, you, you can't, because otherwise people are going to use the government against you. So it's on you to play defense at the very least. V- yeah. Look at your vote as a vote for defense. Um, otherwise, go out and vote for something that you want to see change. Vote for politicians you can actually believe in from a local level. And if you don't see that, well, hey, maybe it's time for you to maybe look at maybe getting involved. And if you want to get involved, there are folks out there like Morgan. Uh, or I keep saying Morgan. So I'm thinking Right Strategies, which is our past sponsor, who's actually doing a lot of stuff that you're doing with the uh, the campaign uh, work, helping candidates get their messages. So help reach out to Morgan, our past sponsor, or reach out to Magdalene, uh, who is doing a lot of this work as well. Uh, Magdalene, what are your final thoughts for today as we go into the election midterms 2022, uh, 2022 here November 8th? Well, I think Republicans will take the House. If they take the Senate, it will probably come down to Ohio and Pennsylvania. I think Georgia is probably what this is have for a sweep, but that may not happen if Raphael Warnock has so much on the ground support. I would just also advise people to vote for the ballot measures they want because a lot of times people forget about those, and those can really make or break a state and the way that a state runs and really empower voters to decide on major issues within their state that the governor's don't have a role in. And something that I don't think enough Republicans or Democrats talk about is the importance of ballot measures, as well as the fact that Republicans really do need a majority here. So make sure that it's not a slim majority. If you're going to vote for a Republican, just vote Republican down ballot. Don't split your vote. It doesn't really help anybody. And you're not this idea of having both sides of the aisle govern. One side of the aisle has governed for two years, and we're kind of in a disaster on every measurable scale. There you go, folks. Well, Magdalene, thank you for joining us. And thank you for you being able to fight through the technical issues. We made it through. Uh, and you know what? I think the reason we were able to still make it through was because my studio is all decked out for Christmas. Yeah, I know. I'm in the spirit, Super folks. festive. What can I say? I, I got it. the the Yeah. And you know what? I got some stuff hiding behind there. You can't even see because I'm in the way. But uh, no, I'm I'm excited. No, thank you for, for uh, joining me, Magdalene. It was really a great time to, uh, to speak to you and obviously get your insights. And folks... If you got some value, well, please do me a favor. Go ahead and give today's episode a share. And when you do, go ahead and tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty. Magdalene, where can folks go ahead and follow you to continue the conversation? You can follow me on Twitter at M-A-H-G-D-A-L-E-N Rose and go to the link in my Twitter bio for all the links to the rest of my social media. And make sure to send me any messages or questions you have after the show. Awesome. All right, folks. I'll make it easy for you as well. I'll include all those links in the show notes. Head to briannicholsshow.com where you can find today's episode, all 619 other episodes of the program. Plus, you can find the entire transcript if you want to go ahead and read along because some of y'all do that. I know. I read the emails. Also, number two, if you did not go ahead yet and subscribe to our video version of the program, well, there are three different spots you can do so. Number one, you head to YouTube. Number two, head to Rumble. Or number three, head to Odyssey. Either way, just do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button. 
and that little notification bell so you're not missing a single time a new video goes live and yes tomorrow it's uh, gonna be you and me folks i might have some uh, special guests here and there to be determined we're working on some schedules but we're going to be talking about the elections some of the expectations uh some big uh surprises that we are expecting is it a surprise if you're expecting a surprise maybe it's like big guesses or, or big uh you know surprises that we might not expect how about that um so other than that please make sure you've done us a favor hit that magical subscribe button again so you're not missing a single time we join you but with that being said it's brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show for magdalene rose we'll see you tomorrow thanks for listening to the brian nichols show Find more episodes at BrianNicholsShow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.